Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learn something new. Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. And what are we talking about today? So today we are going to be talking about the Amazon River Dolphin. It's also known as the Pink River Dolphin, uh, the Boto, or the Bufeo. Um, obviously, Pink River Dolphin will give it away. It does have a pink color. Um, it is sort of looks like a normal dolphin that you would picture in your head, um, but it's, it has some differences. Uh, for instance, the head is different. It has kind of a bigger forehead with a longer, skinnier snout. And its dorsal fin on the top doesn't dramatically kind of jump out of the back. It like gradually inclines to it to make its back look kind of a funky shape. And then it does have that pink color that also differs from typical dolphins. And the other part of its name, the Amazon River Dolphin, kind of gives away where it lives. So it lives in South America, mainly in the Amazon River and any subsidiaries that flow off the Amazon River. It is one of a very few river dolphins in the world. It is not the only one, but it is one of a very few. Because as most people know, most dolphins are found in the oceans or in salt water. So just their general size... On average, they grow to be about six and a half feet, but they can grow over nine feet long. And then their weight, they can weigh up to 400 pounds. So, you know, typical dolphin species are a little bit smaller than that. Um, But if you saw one in person, I think we would all be surprised by how big it actually is. Yes. And like we mentioned last week with the Nile crocodile, this is another species that experiences sexual dimorphism, where the males are significantly bigger. And what I saw, what the main difference is, is weight. The males can be up to 50% heavier. The average weight for a male is over 100 pounds more than the average weight for a female. So there are some very drastic differences in size that you would be able to tell between a male and female. And Julia kind of mentioned this earlier, but it's something I learned this week. So Julia mentioned their big foreheads. So in case you didn't know, Whales, dolphins, those kind of creatures use echolocation to help uh, navigate and find food and whatnot. They do that with a organ that is in their head. And with the big forehead, that is where that organ lives. And what it is called, I don't know if this is the actual technical term, but what it is usually called is the melon. So, because they have a big melon on their forehead. And with the Amazon River Dolphin, it is very pronounced. It is a very large forehead melon that they have. Um, and because it's so large, um, we guess that it is because being a river dolphin species, it needs that extra kind of visibility because dolphins don't have great eyesight and being in murkier river waters doesn't help it at all. So we think it's a little bit more refined than like a sea dolphins. Um, but that's why it's just a little bit bigger. And unlike... Most other dolphins, when I say most other dolphins because most dolphins are in the ocean, unlike those kind of dolphins, the Amazon River dolphin does not have a fused neck and spine. So what I mean by that is 
its spine and neck are a lot more flexible. It can actually like rotate its head. Whereas if you watch like the tip, like the bottlenose dolphin, it's probably the most common dolphin everyone knows. They're pretty like straight, like wherever their head is pointed, that's where they're going. Whereas the Amazon river dolphin can freely turn its head no problem. And the theory for why that is, is because since it lives in a river, it's not as like open. There's going to be a lot of things that get in the way or the Amazon floods very often. And when it floods, the river like goes up and now there's trees in the way. So you got to be able to navigate those. So being able to have that freely moving neck and spine, you can navigate and maneuver much quicker. But they are also a little, they're a lot slower than ocean dolphins because they don't need to be going fast. They don't have long distances that they need to travel comparatively. And just jumping into with their necks, um, it's also used to help them eat because they're in the river with like foliage and trees underneath. There's a lot of fish that like to hide in those. So having that longer nose, having that freely movable head helps them get into those nook and crannies to catch their fish, which fish is the main part of their diet. Um, They're known to eat piranhas even, and they sometimes eat turtles and crustaceans as well. And the Amazon river dolphin actually has the most diverse diet of any dolphin in the world. It's estimated that they eat over 50 different species of fish, which also isn't shocking because of how biodiverse the Amazon is. There are so many different species of fish in the Amazon river that that's not very shocking that they eat that many different kinds of fish. And just how they find their food is using that echolocation. So they use the echolocation to kind of help detect, like, the layout of the land. It gives, like, a 3D map, basically. And then they also have these whiskers on their nose and face that other dolphin species don't have. And this helps them kind of, like, pinpoint the exact location of where the fish is at just because the water is so murky from vegetation and debris and stuff like that. And going off of the, like, clicks and the the echolocation that Julie is talking about, where the Amazon river dolphins will differ from their ocean-dwelling brethren. So the ocean is a lot more vast. It's a lot bigger. There's a lot less pings or, like, clicks or return sounds that a dolphin would get when it does its echolocation. But when you're in a river, you have rocks, fish, trees, so many little things that are bouncing back. So what the Amazon river dolphin will do with its clicks that it sends out is it'll do a lot more of them, but it'll make them a lot quieter. So they make it a lot quieter, so that way the distance is a lot shorter, so they're not getting overstimulated with a bunch of information. They just get the information in the immediate vicinity around them. But as they're traveling, they're doing more clicks, so that way they can make up for the fact that they're doing quieter clicks, which is I think is a very interesting idea of like sonar that they're performing. Um, and just, we're going to jump into like the male courtship and reproduction and the male dolphins do have a sort of courtship. Um, the males will let the females know that they're available and ready to mate by carrying things like rocks, twigs, balls of clay, shells, and even turtles in their mouth to kind of show off. And they'll like thrash them around and throw them at rocks and stuff to kind of impress the females. And what I also learned was that Females will look for males with brighter pink because it's said that they have a brighter pink color from, like, scar tissue damage. So they've been in a lot of battles. They're tougher. They're meaner. They're the more, like, dominant male, per se. Yeah. Think about, like, and it's it's really easy to think about. Like, Julie said, scar tissue. I think it's a really good way to help understand it with, like, humans. Like, when you get a cut and you it starts to heal, that little patch of your skin is a lot pinker. It's a lot uh, brighter than normal. And... 
it, from what I understand, the male Amazon River Dolphins are pretty aggressive with each other. They're fighting a lot, uh, whether it be like thrashing against each other, they bite each other, uh, whatnot. So there's a lot more skin abrasions to where, like Julie said, it's a lot of scar tissue. So that's why males are more pink than normal. So that's why we get that real pinkish hue. And when the male and female actually do reproduce, the mother will be pregnant between 9 and 12 months, um, which is pretty typical for larger mammal species. And at the end of that, she will give birth to one baby. Sometimes it will be two. It's extremely rare to see two. I would say like 99% of the time, it's just the one baby that she has. And a little fun fact is actually when the babies come out, they are not pink at all. They are like a grayish color. They're like a gray-white color. They change color, become more pink as they grow up. But the mother will take care of the baby. The baby will nurse for about two months to two years, depending on diet, location, you know, factors like that. And the mother will have a baby every one to six years just because... They take care of, you know, bringing their child up right, trying to raise them and teaching them how to hunt and stuff like that. And the reason they're able to do this, like, one child at a time, care for her for a while, is there really isn't much that preys on the Amazon River Dolphin. Usually everything else that's in the water with them is usually small fish. Um, and we'll get into, you can guess what the greatest predator to an Amazon River Dolphin is. Uh, in case you don't know, it's humans. Um, but yeah, so they're able to do that where they're able to care for a single baby at a time or two if need be um, because there's nothing really that's going to be harassing them or preying on them. Now, that being said about humans being the biggest, biggest predator, Amazon river dolphins seem to really like humans. They, they're considered one of the smartest species of dolphin. And there's instances of people in like paddle boats going down the river where Amazon river dolphins will like try to take humans' paddles away from them. Um, and it's... Usually when we see instances of, like, dolphins interacting with humans, it really is, like, a playful sort of thing. They're not doing it to try to be mean or, like, try to be aggressive. It's They're playing. They think it's fun. They're interacting with these other creatures, like we've talked about in the orca episode, where dolphins play with orcas. Like, they're that smart where they just, they're just having a good time. They think it's funny. And just to add to that real quick, there have been, like, documentations uh, when, like, uh, little kids are, like, playing on, like, river basins and such, the dolphins will come out and actually spit water at them for fun. You know, just to add to, like, the playfulness of, you know, it sees a young child and it recognizes it and it will literally, like, splash water and play with it in the water, which is really cool. And it's – I will – we'll probably get into it more as we talk more about creatures like this. We probably should have talked about it with the orca. Just talking about, like, whales, dolphins – uh, they are extremely intelligent creatures. There are studies that say that their emotional intelligence is just as high as ours. So they feel everything from humor to love to hate, all of that. So that makes sense that they're that playful because it really is fun to them. They're having a good time and enjoying themselves. But despite being as social and playful as they are, they don't really gather in big groups. Uh, usually the pods of dolphin of Amazon River Dolphins are only three to four. Uh, with a baby or two in there usually. The only time you'll see really, really, really big groups is during the wet season when there's a lot of flooding, which means food is going to be extremely abundant. That's usually when you'll see the big groups. And it's not like they're interacting with each other. It's just that they're all in the same area. Usually the Amazon River Dolphins are pretty confined to their own little pods that are very tiny as compared to other maybe ocean-dwelling dolphins that you get these huge pods and families. So, talking about its average lifespan, in the wild, it lives on average to be about 30 years old. 
Um, there is a uh, record of the longest living Amazon River dolphin to be 46 years old, but this was also one that was held in captivity, so it was taken away from the natural, um, I guess, pollution of the waters and the natural predators when it's younger and stuff like that. Another little fun fact that I thought was very interesting, and it just makes them more like relatable and human, is so we said they're pink. What we have seen is when dolphins get excited, or when they get excited, they can actually flush a brighter pink. So similar, think like humans blushing, like when we get happy or excited or embarrassed. The Amazon River dolphins do that. When they get excited, they'll get even like more pink, which is just a real fun thing that we can see and kind of like relate to them. And then also, they're very quote unquote secretive. Um, They do not expose themselves a lot. And plus, since they're in murky water, we don't really know much about like what exactly is going on. We don't know exactly how many there are. Um, usually when they do surface, it's just a little bit. Usually it's just their nose or it's just enough for their blowhole. Very rarely do they breach similar to like ocean dolphins where they will bring their whole body out of the water. Amazon river dolphins rarely ever will fully breach out of the water. They usually only go a couple feet above uh, water level. And just jumping into some of the uh, the folklore behind the Amazon River Dolphin, there is a couple. I'll just start off with one. Um, and it's that the Amazon River Dolphin will turn into a very handsome man during the nighttime that they call Boto Encantado. And they say they do this so he can go on land to impregnate women. Um, another one that they have is that the Amazon River Dolphins will whisk you away to an underwater city if you enter the water between dusk and dawn. And then the last one that I have is that some believe that they are the guardians of the to the Amazon manatees. So if you want to see these beautiful Amazon manatees, you have to be on good terms with the river dolphins first, and then you can like reveal yourselves to the manatees. And then among like local villages and tribes in the Amazon, it is considered extremely bad luck to kill Amazon river dolphins, and it is even worse luck to eat them because they are just so, not like sacredly held, but just like respected in their community, I guess, that they they don't bother them, they don't bother each other, and um, it's just bad luck to mess with them, basically. So, as is the case with a lot of animals that we have talked about, uh, the Amazon river dolphin is actually endangered. It in I think it was like the past ten years, its numbers have gone down fifty percent at least, um, and most of that is to pollution because they live in a water source. The main source of uh, death for them is a pollution from us, uh, whatever that may be. So they're not doing great, and we're, they hope that with a lot of uh, preservation stuff they're starting to put on, starting to clamp down on pollution, that they can start to bring these numbers back up for these dolphins because they truly are such unique and beautiful animals. That's all we have for the Amazon River Dolphin. Uh, thanks for listening in. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, tune in next week. Our animal that we will be talking about is the fossa. And as always, be sure to follow us on all socials, which will be in the description below.
I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.